Our next article comes to us from Bill W. Bill W. Ready to go. Tradition 5 from 1952. Here we go. Bill W. says to us, Tradition 5, starting Friday, May 21st, by Bill W. The power of music to transport us. We call it the great escape, and we'd love to include the piece that helps you get away, your go-to piece when you need a little stress relief, maybe. Tell us about it on our website, KUSC.org, or call us at 213-225-7540. That's KUSC.org or 213-225-7540. Shoemakers stick to the last. Better to do one thing supremely than that is the central theme of this tradition. Around it, our society gathers in unity. The very life of our fellowship requires the preservation of this principle. Alcoholics Anonymous can be likened to a group of physicians who might find a cure for cancer and upon whose Concerted work would depend the answer for sufferers of the disease. True, each physician in such a group might have his own specialty. Every doctor concerned would at times wish he could devote himself to his chosen field rather than work only with the group. But once these men had hit upon a cure, once it became apparent that the only that only by their united effort could this be accomplished, then all of them will feel bound to devote themselves solely to the relief of cancer. In the radiance of such a miraculous discovery, any doctor would set his other ambitions aside at whatever personal cost. Just as firmly bound by obligation are the members of Alcoholics Anonymous who have demonstrated that they can help problem drinkers as others seldom can. The unique ability of each AA to identify himself with and bring recovery to the newcomer in one way depends upon his learning, eloquence, or on any special individual skills. Okay, let me read that again. I missed a word. The unique ability of each AA to identify himself with and bring recovery to the newcomer in no way depends upon his learning eloquences or on any special individual skill. The only thing that matters is that he is an alcoholic who has found a key to sobriety. These legacies of suffering and of recovery are easily passed among alcoholics, one to the other. This is our gift from God, and is bestowed upon others like us in the one aim, is the one aim, and today animates AAs all around the globe. There is another reason for this singleness of purpose. We know that we can seldom keep the precious gift of sobriety unless we give it away. 
If a group of doctors possess a cancer cure, they might be conscience stricken if they fail in their mission through self-seeking. Yet such failure wouldn't jeopardize their personal survival for us. If we neglect those who are still sick, there is unremitting danger to our own lives and sanity. Under these compulsions of self-preservation, duty, and love, it is not strange that our society has concluded that it has but one high mission, to carry the message to those who don't know there's a way out. Highlighting the wisdom of AA Single Purpose, a member tells this story. Restless one day, I felt I'd better do some 12-step work. Maybe I thought, take out some insurance against a slip. I should. But first, I have to find a drunk to work on. So I hopped on the subway to Towns Hospital where I asked Dr. Silkworth if he had a prospect. Nothing too promising, the little doctor said. There's just one chap on the third floor who might be a possibility, but he is an awful tough Irishman. I never saw a man so obstinate. He shouts that if his partner would treat him better and his wife would leave him alone, he soon solve his alcoholic problem. He had a bad case of the DTs. He's pretty foggy now, and he's very suspicious of everybody. Doesn't sound too good, does it? But working with him may do something for you, so why don't you have a go at it, young man? I was soon sitting beside a big hulk of a man. Decidedly unfriendly, he stared at me out of eyes which were slit in his red and swollen face. I had to agree with the doctor. He certainly didn't look good, but I told him my own story. I explained what a wonderful fellowship we had, how well we understood each other. I bore down hard on the hopelessness of the drunk's dilemma. I insisted that few drunks could ever get well on their own steam. But then in our group, we could do together what we could not do separately. He interrupted me with a scoff at this point, asserted that he fix his wife, his partner, and his alcoholism by himself. Scar Sarcastically, he asked, How much does your scheme cost? I was thankful that I could tell him nothing at all. His next question, What are you getting out of it? Of course, my answer was, My own sobriety and a mighty happy life. Still dubious, he demanded, Do you really mean that the only reason you're here is to try and help me and to help yourself? Yes, I said. That's absolutely all there is to it. There's no angle. Then, hesitantly, I ventured to talk about the spiritual side of our program. What a freeze that drunk gave me. I no sooner got the word spiritual out of my mouth that, than he pounded. Oh, oh yeah. Now I see, now I get it. You're proselyting, proselyting, 
for some damn religious sect or other. Where do you get that no-angle stuff? As a matter of fact, I belong to a great church. That means everything to me. You got a nerve to come in here talking religion. Thank heaven I came up with the right answer for this one. It was based four square on the single purpose of AA. You have faith, I said, perhaps far deeper faith than mine. No doubt you're better taught in religion, religious matters than I, so I can't tell you anything about religion. I don't even want to try. I'll bet, too, that you could give me a better perfect definition of humility, but from what you told me about yourself and your problems and how you proposed to lick them, I think I know what's wrong. Okay, he said, give me the business. Well, said I, I think you're just a conceited Irishman who thinks he can run the whole show. Woo! This really rocked him. But as he calmed down, he began to listen, while I tried to show him that humility was the main key to sobriety. Finally, he saw that I wasn't attempting to change his religious views, that I wanted him to find the grace in his own religion that would aid his recovery. From there on, we got along fine. Now, concludes the old-timer, suppose I've been obliged to talk to this man on religious grounds. Suppose my answer had to be that AA needed a lot of money, that AA went in for, went in for education, hospitals, and rehabilitations. Suppose I suggested that I take a hand on his domestic and business affairs. Where would have I wound out that? No place at all, of course. Years later, many years later, this tough Irish customer likes to say, My sponsor sold me on one idea, and that was sobriety. At that time, I couldn't have bought anything else. Amen. And with that, thank you, Bill W., for bringing us AA and our program. We wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for your, uh, for Bill W.'s great uh, faith. And and thank God for his battering average that he was, uh, he was battering, he couldn't hit the silver ball over the fence. Thank God for humility and sobriety that he started hitting fence and he taught us how to be sober and be able to hit hit the ball over the fence in life and stick to the job, stick to the relationships, stick to a happy life through humbleness, through being teachable, through surrendering. I myself, I'm going on 27 years sobriety. I am very grateful for my journey. Thank you guys for listening in. Let's go ahead and listen to the next story. Let's take a break. <laughs>